0: Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction.
1: I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it.
0: Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it.
1: Well, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast on a Thursday special edition episode. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, broadcasting for the last time for at least a month or so, deep behind enemy lines, south of the border. Johnny Profita, and with me, of course, as always, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. This is going to be our only episode this week. We, um, I'm traveling tomorrow, and we were waiting uh, as of Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we, we discussed doing an episode, and of course, we there wasn't really much going on at the time, so we told ourselves we would wait. A couple of days schedule a thursday episode and see if there was any newsworthy events that we needed to discuss and unfortunately we got the worst kind of event to discuss today the the most horrific one that that you can imagine not not just a, a re, like a crazy mass shooting but one in a fucking elementary school killing 19 little kids and two teachers so that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do that, how are you doing, Justin?
0: <laughs> Not bad at all. <clears throat> we have... Uh, so so with all of our technical difficulties last week, um, we ended up losing power again on Saturday after we recorded the episode. <laughs> and we were without power for another... Sixteen hours or something—I don't know. It was something crazy. Like, I got—I. It was just like sheer dumb luck. I had just enough time with power on to record with you, to record an episode of my own show, and to upload a video for—I can't remember what uh, I do. Uh, I do too much stuff. I can't remember what I uploaded. Anyway, I had enough time to record a couple episodes and then upload one, and then we lost power again. <laughs> uh, it was it it has been a uh it has been a week and then, but yeah. because we didn't have power we had nothing else to do so we went over to the to the other house and just started gutting stuff and uh ripped out some walls and it's really neat the old structure that's underneath everything there was there was literally uh wallpaper a half inch thick on these walls uh, it I've never seen anything so crazy. Uh, it's
1: Like insulation wallpaper?
0: <laughs> basically, which, you know, with old houses like that, because I think the house was built in like the 1880s or something, uh, the original structure. And it's like an old wood house, and it's got some really, really cool wood underneath now that we've gotten the <laughs> the half-inch of wallpaper and and like some old panel board on there covering it up. Once we got all that stuff off and started getting to the the actual walls, it's it's some really neat, like old wood. Um, it's there's gonna be quite a bit of work that I've got to do. But it, it was pretty cool. So we were at least productive with our time without power.
1: That's good. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know what it is. But it seems like every time I plan on traveling somewhere, like no matter how much you do in advance and i don't really have to do like i'm not packing up a bunch of shit and moving i am helping somebody else pack up a bunch of shit and move if they're moving at the end of this month so i got i gotta do that later tonight but it's just like everything just fucking hit, it falls like the the day before you're traveling a uh, bunch of work shit piling up We're recording this episode then i gotta go help somebody move uh, tomorrow, you know, I, I still got to do that stupid COVID test thing to prove that I don't have that before I get on a plane. And it just—you so like you have
0: to test for monkeypox too, or just, not just that go? I know.
1: I don't know if it's made. Has it made it to Mexico yet? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, if not, I'll probably bring it back with me. So, um, yeah, I'll be patient start. zero for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to start the pandemic in uh, Mexico. Might as well be you. Yeah,
1: might as well. Might as well be me. All right. So, yeah, it has been a relatively stressful day for me and a stressful week, I think, uh, overall, about as stressful as it can get from uh, from where I'm sitting. But, yeah, like I said, much bigger problems going on in the the world, in the country. And, uh, man, this uh, this mass shooting coming right on the heels of the other one that we did. Was that the episode that you, you recorded right before you lost power? Was that the one you were talking about?
0: Yeah, I
1: think so. Okay, because, yeah, yeah, you cut out early on that one. I finished that up. And uh, here we are again. And, you know, I guess it's just we have too many guns. Uh, That is that is the best that about half the country can come up with. They look at these problems and all of the factors involved and they're just like, well, it's the guns that is the extent of their um their analysis on this we have too many guns it's too easy to get them we need to ban guns we need to ban assault weapons we need background checks and then we'll be like all these other countries that don't have mass shootings now how many uh incorrect statements <laughs> did i just make right there in your humble opinion
0: at least half a <laughs> dozen
1: All right. Well, where do you want to start with this?
0: I feel like the most obvious place to start is the the idea that other countries don't have mass shootings, that other countries don't have mass killings, that they've got these like super restrictive gun regulations. And so now they just don't have a problem with that. Uh, I was looking at some research and statistics and like global data on mass shootings and uh, murder rates and stuff like that. And I think the U.S. in terms of like that type of thing, uh, like mass murder type stuff, I think the U.S. ranked like 64th or 65th in the world as far as like uh, frequency level. And which sounds like, you know, when you think of all the countries in the world, it sounds like a whole lot, except that, After about like 68 or 69, no other country on the list reported any data. So, so like of, of countries who are actually reporting, we're like at the bottom 10.
1: Yeah. You know, it does seem anytime you look at the data for anything gun related, it always contradicts the narrative that you hear. And it, this almost with more so than any other topic. It's just like, they just say these things like, oh, countries don't have this level of virus. They don't have mass shootings like this. They did this and then they don't have it. And it's just like this statement that everybody takes as fact. And they point to certain countries. They point to, you know, Australia. They had, uh, you know, they banned assault weapons after a mass shooting and they had never had any since. It's like, well, they didn't have any before that one either. They had one incident, one and that's it. So it's just like you're, you're looking at this little blip on the radar and they, you know, we had one incident. We did this and we haven't had any. You know, OK, but you didn't have any before. So what else do you have? And they never point to I mean, I'm in Mexico right now. They never compare it to Mexico or Brazil. I mean, there was actually a shooting in Mexico in Guanajuato, Mexico. It was either the same day or maybe it was the day before this. A guy walked into a, a hotel, killed 11 people with a gun. Uh, Mexico has very, very strict gun control here. Like you're not allowed to just go buy a gun anywhere. And they have a tremendous amount of gun violence. Now they don't have school shootings, So I think there is something in our culture, maybe that could explain that. And we can get into that later. But like these other countries, even like the European country where they're like, oh, you know, like London, the police officers, they walk around with like batons. They don't even have guns. It's like but they do have like patrols standing like when I was in Italy and shit like they had just fucking soldiers with machine guns. Standing assault weapons, you know, they'd just be on the, the street corner. Like they have armed guards everywhere patrolling the streets with automatic weapons. Uh, so it's not like they don't have um, that sort of uh, presence there. I, um, and they still have uh, attacks like this. And maybe they don't use guns, maybe they use knives, maybe they use explosive devices. Um, this idea that it's
0: well, like kitchen, kitchen knives and butter knives or, or not butter knives, uh, kitchen knives and, and steak knives and like uh, butcher knives and stuff like that. Like those are, those are now heavily regulated in England and the the United Kingdom because they have such a high frequency of knife attacks. Like you, yeah. you, you can't even just go to the, like, you can't even go to like Bed Bath & Beyond and buy a, a nice butcher block with a, you know, a knife, a knife set.
1: Yeah. You, you may have to apply for like a permit or something.
0: Yeah. You I know, it's, so.
1: it is bizarre that, that like so many, I mean, I get how it's easy to just like you, everybody wants an answer to this. We all want a solution and you love to hear like the easy thing. Well, ban the guns. It's like, oh, okay. Like let's go back to Mexico. Like we have a very strong, um, a very vibrant drug underground drug business with mexico like the cartel ships their drugs by the fucking millions to the u.s now we've had a war on drugs for the last what uh 60 years something like when did it vamp up in the yeah, I can't remember. It was, okay. yeah, it was in, so the, in the seventies or something, they've, they've declared the war on drugs. Like we have all these drug enforcement, you know, task force and uh, all these regulations and everything's in place to stop the flow of drugs into the country. How's that working out? Like, how did that prohibition work out compared to alcohol prohibition? Like, you ban these guns. They're they'll just instead of sending marijuana over the border, now they'll be shipping guns over the border more so than they already are. Uh, You know, whatever, wherever the the profit that they can turn is, that's what they'll go to. And and you even see like, I you know, I hear this all the time because everyone's points to Chicago for the gun violence. And it's like, well, you know, the Chicago can't do anything with their strict gun laws if you're just going to go bring it down from Wisconsin. It's like, right. And so. What are they going to do? Let's let's make it across all 50 states. It's illegal. How are you going to stop the the stuff coming in from other countries?
0: Or how are you going to stop our own military from supplying gang lords and stuff like that? Like this isn't something that's unheard of or uncommon. Like our own federal government runs guns to mobs and gangs and everything like yeah, this is—it's a racket. They're, they're,
1: and yeah, and not to mention we already have the guns here, so it's like we have uh, you know more guns than people. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's the reality of the situation. So. Talking about banning guns is, in my opinion, these are people that are not serious about getting to the the root cause of this issue. Like they don't really want to solve it. They either want to um, score some sort of cheap political points or cheap virtue signaling points. They can point to us and be like, oh, you guys just, you know, you'd rather have your guns, cling to your guns than, um, you know, save a child's life. Like they get to put themselves up on this moral pedestal. Uh, But I I just don't see the the statistics don't bear this out. Um, Most of the gun violence is done with guns that they're not even talking about banning. Handguns account for the vast majority of this. Um, so and, and if you're not going to care about like the the sheer volume of, you know, like everyone's like, well, school shooting. And yes, these are fucking horrific events. They are still rare. Granted, they are a, a lot more common than we'd like them to be. I mean, one of these is too many and my, you know, for especially with the fucking kids, man, like this is just really hard to to read about and to stomach. And I mean, I don't even have kids, but. It's just like the most horrific thing that any sane person um, can can think about. And, you know, this idea that. We we don't care about other kids being killed as long as it's like on a regular basis, our brains are wired in a very weird way, like, you know, 20 people will be shot this weekend in Chicago. And most of them will be kids caught in you know gang violence or crossfire or something like that. And it doesn't garner the the emotional response that it should, even though, you know, the end result is the same. a, a Kids died.
0: That's well, like when you look at statistically, Washington, D.C. has some of the most restrictive gun regulations in the country and per capita, they also have. The most gun-related deaths, homicides, per you know, like in the United States. There's always there are always statistics thrown around that talk about how these. Uh, it's it's exclusively from like people who clearly don't know anything about guns, but uh, they talk about how the red states that have some of the least restrictive uh, gun regulation have the highest uh, gun-related death numbers. So, like, you're looking at like Alabama, Alaska, uh, some of the like Midwestern, like Corn Belt states. If you remove suicide from those numbers, they all fall into like the bottom yeah. ten.
1: Yeah, and they're they're so disingenuous with these numbers. Like, anytime they the, I want I would say like the left or the anti-gun portion of America comes out with some study they are so fucking dishonest with, with the numbers. It's yeah. They include suicides they'll include in school shootings. They'll include like uh, a gang shooting a block away from the school or something like that. You know, it's like, okay. So they're very disingenuous with the numbers. And, you know, I think of the guns, the gun issue, a lot like I would view the, the 2008 financial crisis. Where they would say, and I know it's a weird connection to make, but hear me out. The the left's explanation, the Bernie Sanders of the world, their in their simplistic mind was, Wall Street got greedy. All of a sudden, greed just fucking took the country by force, and that was the call. Greed, greed, greed. That that's our only explanation for this. Whereas greed is a constant. Uh, people are greedy. That you know that doesn't change. You can't explain an anomaly by pointing to a constant. Now, we have always had guns in this country. In fact, we've had more guns per household. I forget the statistic. I just heard it you know, yesterday or something like that. But it was like 40-something percent of households had guns in the house. And now it's down to like 30-something. So uh, the guns have always been here. We've had less restrictions on guns in the past we've had more guns in more households in the past than we do right now so how how are we explaining this anomaly of increased uh school shootings increased gun violence by pointing to another constant it it just doesn't add up and i know it's easy to point to guns especially for you know all these lemmings out there but it it doesn't get to the root of the problem it really doesn't and it's it's frustrating
0: I say, and if you really want to talk about the root of the problem, since March of 2020, the gun-related violence, gun-related death, and school shootings have all been on a steady-up trajectory. What would have happened in March of 2020 that would have somehow caused all of this to get expounded over the last two years? I don't know, locking people in their houses, especially the way the way society is these days with everybody's over medicated, everybody's depressed, everybody's got anxiety. Like, and I I, I say that kind of facetiously, but everybody's got some sort of mental health crisis that they're going through at any given time. Like those of us who I I can't say those of us who don't, because I mean, I, I deal with OCD and other. Uh stuff that it's not like debilitating or anything, but like everybody's got shit going on. And when you throw the entire country into a panic-driven lockdown, and then you don't allow people to do the things that allowed them to, uh, you know, cope with all of this bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you, you cranked down the pressure cooker and then just turned it up to 11. And let's see how long it takes before we just completely blow this fucking thing up. And yeah. here, I mean, here you're seeing it.
1: We were, we were talking about these unintended consequences of lockdowns. Like, you don't know, first of all, how it's going to affect a normal person. You don't know, like, not normal, but like somebody that's not experiencing these problems. You don't know how close people are. To being like sort of pushed over that edge and maybe doing something like locking them down in their house and scaring the shit out, like causing un, undue anxiety, especially with kids is going to push them over the edge or, you know, trigger them some way. And, you know, and on top of that, like the, I don't know, like, we just did not have these issues. You know, I, I was looking for, for stats on this and everything was like, always like post nineteen seventy. Post 1970 gun violence in school, like school shootings, there there didn't seem to be very much of anything pre 1970. Uh, something happened in 1970. Uh, was it 70 or 71? Was the creation of the Department of Education? So I, I, I don't know. Like maybe that has something to do with it. Like these schools are fucking, you know, as uh, Michael Malice would say, literal prisons. Where where kids are like this is like the, where they experience like this kid was was bullied apparently, um, so there's that whole aspect of it. There's the the way that we just uh, are raising our kids now. It seems like the more progressive we get, the more school shooters we get.
0: I, I, I mean, say like, the the statistics overwhelmingly. I think it was of school shooters like eighty six percent. come from either uh broken families or single parent families uh and have at least one uh, mental disorder or like something something diagnosed that's wrong with them uh like emotionally or mentally like depression anxiety uh schizophrenia all this other stuff like
1: Yeah, they've done they've done a tremendous job of fucking up the nuclear family, uh, this whole progressive movement. It's like specifically one of their goals is to prove that, you know, that's such an antiquated model that we don't need anymore. Well, um, one thing we didn't have when everybody was, you know, within intact families, they had a father and a mother and we weren't, you know, confusing our kids with, uh, you know, 85 genders and all this fluidity shit, didn't have them going into school and shooting up a bunch of kids. I I don't know exactly what the answer is. And I'm sure there's not one answer, which is why this is such a tough issue to to tackle. There's no panacea for this. But I, I know that that's not helping anything. Breaking up families, getting the dad out of the picture, that's not going to improve society. Uh, these are tried and true uh, methods of you know human civilization, and it's there for a reason. And biologically, it, it makes sense, but also just like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The, the no, way well,
0: we... you were talking about the you were talking about the shooter, like they hit all of the you know all of the major buzzwords when they were talking about him. Um, he had depression and anxiety. Comes from a single parent home, didn't have a good relationship with his mother, uh, was kind of a loner. They also brought the video game stuff into it, which is complete and total horseshit. But, you know, they always have to bring video games into it because we are, uh, whether the video games actually have anything to do with it or not, there is a certain stigma that we have kind of normalized violence in society, um, which is isn't. Untrue as shit. I was just watching, watching the boys because season three comes out, and it's like ridiculously graphically violent. And you know, I watch that. Don't think anything of it. It's just like you know. So there is a a normalization of like graphic violence and and all of this stuff that's taking place. And well,
1: and then there's a whole social media aspect of it too. Like this detached reality that these kids are just like sucked into. Um, you know, who knows, maybe this is part of that, you know, this whole, like fucking everybody glued to their phone, everybody like this whole, like everybody is a fucking narcissist. Now narcissism has a lot to do with this. In my humble opinion, like these kids today, it started when I was fucking, I remember like the fucking participation trophy. Everyone's a winner. We never teach kids how to deal with, you know, adversity, how to deal with failure how to deal with like bad things are going to happen to you. You don't just get to go into a fucking school and shoot up a bunch of kids, but you know, no kids are ever fucking faced with this. We try to shelter them from it. And then they go into these like fucking fantasy worlds on their phones and everything everyone's a narcissist. That's why that one guy was fucking, you know, live streaming it. They're they're like, this is all about me. This me, me, me thing is fucking destructive to society on so many levels. And, and there's you
0: know, a ton of research and studies that have been done showing that especially, especially in kids that are like 18 and younger, or I think it might even, might even go up to like 24, 25. Cause I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't think they say the brain is like really fully developed until you're like 25 26 something like that. So anyway, like looking at that that younger age bracket, uh social media and like the constantly online presence and and the uh the overwhelming bombardment of information like all the time, it, it's proving to be incredibly uh detrimental to the mental health of the youth of our of the world really. Um, I mean, it's there's there's a lot to be said for, for just what we live in. I, we we will sound like a couple of boomers here, acting like we need to get back to you know old school traditional stuff. But at the same time, I mean, we both live in that world. We're both on Twitter regularly, Facebook, uh, well, Facebook less so because they keep giving me bans. But uh, you know, <laughs> we're both in that world. We we see the way that some of these uh, some of these like people who are probably mentally on the fringe anyway behave or behave and react to stuff like it's it's not a healthy environment like you you have to approach that stuff from a really specific way and like i shit post and then i uh, turn off notifications like i don't argue with people a whole lot usually you know you have to you have to approach social media from a certain certain perspective and when you're just so immersed in it a hundred percent of the time And and it becomes such a defining piece of your life. I that's it's insanely unhealthy.
1: And like these kids, they they don't have any. They they don't really have anything to sort of uh, go for. They don't have any goals. They don't have uh, things to do anymore. Like you're just given this formula, right? Like you go to school, then you go to college. You take on all this debt. You get a job. And like that, that clearly hasn't worked for a lot of people. Like they don't have something to really, I don't want to say they don't have something to live for, but it's like, it's all just focused on them. There's no like bigger, um, there's no, there's not anything bigger than they are. And so they're all focused on themselves. And when, you know, you're having a rough go of it, you know, that you were promised the world, you were told like, oh, you know, you're this fucking, you're this unique angel and you're going to grow up to be whatever you want to be and, and fed this like line of shit. Like nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. And you don't have to deal with adversity. And like, just because you came in like 40th place, the important thing is that like you showed up or something, you know, whatever they're telling them at at these like bullshit things, like that, that that, it's not good. That it's not good to just be focused on yourself and have these like very um, narcissistic goal like what can i do for me how is this gonna make me like there's no bigger picture for them i'm not doing a great job of articulating this but i feel like people are gonna understand what i'm trying to get at here
0: it's the it's this helicopter parent generation that we're living through and seeing right now and that they're never allowed to fail they're never allowed to have any adversity in their life whatsoever and so whenever so whenever it does come up and it actually happens because there is no way you can avoid ever failing no, I don't care like how much your mom holds your hand and walks you through life. You're going to fail at something at some point. And and then it's just like debilitating. It's crippling for them. They can't deal with yeah. it because they've never had to experience any level of failure or, or like an emotional letdown at all. And so then when it happens, it's just like the whole world has yeah. fallen in on top they, of them.
1: Right. Thank you. The word failure is what I've been searching for, for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I haven't had coffee, but yeah, it, failure is a part of what you, the only way you're not going to fail is if you never try anything. And so, yeah, like a lot of these kids don't fucking try anything and they're sitting in there on their fucking computers and, you know, they they have very low self-esteem. They're very unhappy. They don't, you know, they don't have anything that, that gives them pleasure. And yeah, something bad happens. We see it with like all of these social justice warrior snowflakes, like when Trump gets elected. Thankfully, a lot of them just like fucking scream at the top of their lungs. They don't decide to, you know, pick up a gun and go kill a bunch of people. But it's the same sort of mentality. And like some people, like they they just scream into the ether and, and other people are a little, you know, differently wired and they're gonna go hurt like take out a bunch of people on like a suicide mission i mean this guy like shot his fucking grandma in the head before he went and did all this These are uh, not like he, this is not a gun he issue. just
0: wounded her she didn't die
1: yeah oh yeah well i heard you is she gonna make a full recovery She
0: I heard was she was like stable, stable last i'd okay. seen yeah yeah
1: but i mean my uh, like imagine the fucking mindset that you have like you're gonna shoot your grandma in the head I mean, like, the, and you look at these kids, I mean, like, I don't know, like, look at this, this kid's eyes, the The picture of this kid, he's got those dead fucking like shark eyes, like there is nothing behind those eyes. Like, I don't know if these kids are on medication. That's another issue. What kind of drugs these, the, you know, there's,
0: I think that's the biggest issue is as soon as they get into these fucking public schools, and they start to behave like a normal human child it's determined or it's you know it's problematic because they won't sit still for seven hours straight and a stare propaganda. at a wall yeah. right the government propaganda so they, can't they're they want to do stuff they want to move around because that's the way kids are fucking wired and then because they won't sit still then they put them on adhd medication which then causes them to have anxiety and depression. So then they put them on medication for their anxiety and their depression. By the time they're 18 years old, they're hopped up on so many different uppers and downers and ins and outs and what the fuck ever that they're they're an emotional train wreck because their emotions are just being chemically altered from the time they wake up every morning until the time they go to bed at night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've done a, a tremendous job of fucking up kids. It's it really is unbelievable. And, yeah, going back to the whole Department of Education, like maybe not everybody should be in these governments. Like some people don't need to be sitting there and getting instructions for nine hours a day. Like maybe he should have been doing something else after he learned how to read and write and do basic arithmetic. And, you know, it just there, there's a lot there's a lot of fucking factors here. And you can't just be like guns. Guns, he used a gun. Therefore, we get rid of the guns and we're not going to have these kinds of problems. Who knows how this, this would manifest if he couldn't get his hands on a gun? It could be much worse.
0: When we were in elementary school, you had, we would get to school. You would have like for starting out doing stuff, activities or whatever. Then you would have a morning recess. Then you would come back and you'd have, you know, an hour or so of learning what the fuck ever. And then you have a nice long lunch break and then you go in the afternoon and have like the long stretch of doing stuff and then you finish the day with this long recess like you were you were either playing or just hanging out socializing with friends as much as you were sitting and having to stare at a book or stare at a wall and listen to somebody drone on my kids like they get they get like a 20 minute lunch break and then another 20 minutes of recess after lunch and that's it I'm like, wow. what the fuck? If I, I get more breaks than that during a twelve, hour, you know, a twelve-hour shift at work, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know, it's this one size fits. Up. Like, this is what government does. They come up with uh, one thing for everybody, and clearly, we're not all the same. If we can go from like somebody that's on this end of the spectrum to normal, well-adjusted human beings like you and I you can't just put everybody through these fucking yeah, I'm much more well-adjusted than you are. I don't want to lump myself in with you. What the fuck am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> but like, you can't just come up with these one, one size fits all solutions to human beings. We're far more complex and we still don't understand how our brains are really wired. And we're basically experimenting on these kids now. Oh yeah, we'll just like these chemists get together, like yeah, let's fuck around with their brain chemistry a little bit, see if this fixes it. Like it may, I don't know, maybe try raising these kids properly, because we were doing a pretty good job of it up until 1970. up Up until that fucking generation uh, having kids that that sixties generation, man, I, and it just keeps getting progressively worse we don't know how to deal with things. We don't know how to deal with failure. We don't know how to like come up with um, things to go for, I guess, things to live for. It's it's all just about, you know, what, what can make me feel good right now in this moment.
0: There are no long-term goals.
1: No, just a, a bunch of like, you know, instant gratification stuff. And it, it, like people are just getting fucking buried in it. And we're going to get cut off here. So I'm just going to end this and we'll, we'll start it up again. Yep. Start it up. All right. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and Longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti and use promo code Fiction so they know I sent you. And you'll get ten percent off your order. That's Lorenzotti. L O R E is in Edward. N is in Nancy. Z is in Zebra. O T T I dot Coffee. Promo code. Fiction, get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the Call of Duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. I think we're in agreement that there's something bigger at play here than just guns are bad and we should do away with guns. Like, I don't even want to get into, you know, I think it's counterproductive to just be like, Oh, they're coming for our guns. And like, I'm, you know, pry it from my dead hand thing. Like that's how I feel about it. But I I feel like it's irrelevant to this problem and it's just counterproductive to bring it up with people that are trying to ban guns.
0: Um, And it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the, the amount of gun control regulation that are already on the books. Like we, what what's the point in bringing that up to the people who are making these arguments? Cause they, they clearly don't care. Like it's, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a moot point at this, at this point, like there has to be a conversation about what's going on societally. That's creating these problems, not trying to address. Yeah. The, their problem with the guns.
1: Yeah. The, the issue is not that we have guns that are capable of killing a lot of people quickly, the, the issue is that we have people that are deranged enough to go and do something like this. Uh, the, these people did not used to exist. Uh, certainly not in uh, the capacity, like the, the amount of people that we have now that are capable of doing this and, and willing to do it. And yeah, there just seems to be a huge failure across the board. So what are, like, what are the solutions to this? I I still think that, you know, I don't understand why people are so against allowing teachers to arm themselves, not making it a requirement. Nobody's talking about making it a requirement, but like, why wouldn't you want to have armed, maybe not teach, maybe like each school has armed, you know, concealed carry personnel throughout the school that, um, that are there to address this threat. I mean, every time there's a school shooting, what happens? You, you call the police and you wait for guys with guns to show up to kill the shooter. And you know, the, the statistics at this this
0: school, at this school, they had a, a resource officer who confronted the kid, but he didn't do anything to stop it. Like what's the point of, what's the point of having a resource officer who's not actually there as a security force, like actually have security. Okay. Do our kids uh, or our guns are more important than the kids? Well, no, obviously that's not what we're saying, but what you're saying is that uh, the kids are less important than putting security in these schools that you're forcing these kids to be in.
1: Right. And they're like, well, like, why don't you talk about solutions to the problems instead of just how much you love your guns? It's like, I am, I am open to any solution that anybody has as long as it doesn't take away the best, statistically, the best defense we have against one of these events. Once it starts, like you can ban, let's say you ban all the guns. Somebody manages to get one anyway. I know it's hard to imagine, and they're, they're in the school and they're about to shoot people. Now, when that happens, like when you wait, I, I have statistics on this. They're a little dated. I think they're from 2014. So maybe they're a little dated. But when you wait for the officers to respond to a, an active shooter, the average amount of people killed is 14. Now, when there's somebody on the scene already carrying, the average death is 2.5. Now, feel however you feel about people carrying guns. Those are the fucking numbers. And they're probably, you know, I bet you the the first number has gone up exponentially in the last like 10 years. I forget. These are from 2009 or 2014. I forget. The the first number has not gone down much because usually when there's somebody there with a gun, uh, it's either a deterrent. You know, it sort of ruins this fantasy that these kids have or that the shooter has that he's going to, you know, once you start getting shot at, even with, you know, body armor, it kind of messes with your plan a little bit. And a lot of times, like when that guy walked into the church with, we have a shotgun, he got like one shot off and that guy popped him right in the fucking head. Like,
0: have you seen that video? Yeah. The really funny thing about that is like, OK, he walks in with a shotgun and he, he shoots one person. And then the 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 guy stands up and headshots him immediately. And you see that guy stand up and shoot him from from the like the back of the church angle. There's another camera angle from like the front of the church. There were four other guys in in the uh, in the crowd that were also standing up with guns drawn. Like he, he got shot by the first guy. If the first guy missed the other four probably weren't going to.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like this fear that people like it's, it's only a fear of people that don't, that aren't around guns, that don't know how like people who conceal carry, they take that shit very fucking seriously. Like you're not just like going out and buying a gun, and putting it in your pocket and walking around like you, You fucking train, like you go to the range, you shoot and you, cause you know, you have a big responsibility. And if you aren't proficient with that fucking firearm, somebody can take it from you and use it against you. And you've just armed your attacker now. So like, yes. Is it like ideal to have like an, a a teacher, like armed in this situation. Maybe not. I'd rather have like a Navy SEAL in every classroom. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd much rather have people there with, you know, guns ready to defend themselves than waiting for these fucking cops to come in, which apparently they were just sitting outside like for fucking 40 minutes while this guy killed kids. Like these cops have no fucking obligation to protect you. Uh, Most of them are colossal fucking pussies. Apparently And they only flex when they have the situation like totally under control and it's completely unnecessary. And that's when they like throw you to the ground when they're six on one and they sit on your fucking neck and shit like that.
0: Not only did they sit outside and not go in, they were actively preventing parents from trying to get in.
1: Right. Like,
0: Like at that point, we're going to have a shootout in the parking lot because I'm going in to get my kids. You're not going to stop me. Like at this, at this point, you are an active threat to my children just as much as the guy inside with the gun. They might as well be working
1: together. Like he's in there shooting, you're in there stopping people from going in. So like, I don't understand how anybody could be against allowing somebody to defend themselves inside these buildings. Like what worst case scenario, what goes like in their doomsday scenario, the teacher's not good with the gun and he accidentally shoots one of these kids. Now, I find that to be highly unplausible, but all these kids were fucking killed. Like they were all dead. They locked themselves in the fucking classroom and he picked them off one by one and they were completely defenseless.
0: If I'll the take good the guy chance to stay fire. If the good guy with the gun thing is actually a fallacy, if people concealed carrying is actually creating some additional hazard, where are all the statistics that show how all of these people who concealed carry are either shooting up places or shooting themselves or accidental discharge? Like, where's all the statistics? the The, the people who are shooting places up, they're not concealed that like they don't have a they don't have a gun license they don't have a concealed carry license like they're they're not they don't they're not doing any of that stuff
1: yeah yeah and this idea that like as, as soon as you have a gun you just get like possessed and you're hell bent on like inflicting carnage among people that is insane That is just somebody that's never, I guess, shot a gun before, held a gun before. I don't know. It doesn't like hold this. It's not the ring from Lord of the Rings. It doesn't like hold this power over you. It's just it's literally just a tool. And yeah, I'd much rather have the guns there on site than waiting for the cops to come and do the exact same thing that I could have done 40 minutes ago. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't work out like the guy in the grocery store. He he tried he tried to shoot that guy. He lost that gun. OK, I mean, I'd still rather have that if I was that guy, I'd rather be able to take a couple shots and, and see if I can take this guy out before just sitting there as a as a, you know, as a defenseless duck. Like what? I, I just don't understand that argument at all. And like we have a gun problem? No, no, we don't have a gun problem. We have a deranged fucking psychopath problem.
0: Yeah, we have a mental health problem, and
1: a whole bunch of other problems. Yeah, I mean, and, it's it's you know, how, we have how do you? I mean, that's such a complicated issue. So I get why they're just like, well, we'll ban guns instead, as if that's we have it. a
0: police inaction issue, like. <laughs> Yeah. Like the police yeah, do but not have they, any they don't want to obligations to protect things. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's not an easy answer. Like, nobody can just, like, th- there's no real, like, panacea solution. Everybody wants this silver bullet, the pun intended, to, to, to solve this problem. And it's not, it's not simple. It's not as simple as just, like, oh, the NRA, a lot, gun lot. Like, could you imagine? Like, this is how fucking off these people are. Like, they think the NRA, which I think they filed. I, I think I heard Tucker Carlson saying they filed bankruptcy last year or something like that. That's their, like nobody gives a shit about the NRA. Nobody cares. The, they think it's like this the, big Leviathan.
0: The gun lobby is incredibly small and incredibly specifically focused on certain topics. Like, there's not some like widespread mass gun lobby that's just dumping money in on politicians. Like it's it's fairly small, especially as far as lobbies are concerned. and it's uh, and it's not it's not like widespread. It's exclusively focused on certain issues and topics um, mostly fighting like the most insane uh, restrictions that some of these leftists are trying to put in place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the bottom line is like you cannot you cannot legislate that people's rights are completely dependent on what a crazy person could do with those rights or what a criminal could do with those rights. Because then they're not rights at all. (laughs) Um, That's not how rights work. All right. So like we either have a right to defend ourselves or we don't. And just because somebody could, you know, take the tools that we use to defend ourselves and use them for evil does not mean that we lose the right to defend ourselves. Uh, so like I, I'm open to any, you know, like I would like to see some action on this, not from a political standpoint, but from the fucking school standpoint, like start implementing things that you think are gonna help. But you know, taking away armed security guards or armed people inside the building. According to these statistics, is not the not the way to go. So, let's try some other things. I, I don't know. Um, it, it it does just go to show again, like how inept the government is at, at at solving this problem. They don't seem interested in it. They just seem interested in using it to gain political power of you know on either side of the aisle. Um, if anybody was serious about this, they would not just be going for you know gun bans or you know background checks they'd be looking into these schools and again these are government schools most of the time i mean do do these things happen at at private schools is this is have there been mass shootings at private schools
0: not that i'm aware of i'm pretty sure most private schools also have private security and all of that stuff so you don't get in
1: yeah and again like all of these all of these shootings they're at these like in these gun-free zones, like believe it or not, the little no smoking cigarette sign that you just took out the cigarette, and you put the handgun in there. You're not allowed to bring your gun in here. It didn't work. I, I'm shocked.
0: Did you see the, you see the post in uh, the Peddling Fiction Facebook group that talked about how Biden um, Biden was one of the ones to uh, ushered in the the gun-free zones. And it got fact-checked as, as false because Biden did not pass the legislation – or did not write the legislation for the gun-free zones. He wrote the legislation for the crime bill, and the gun-free zones was a portion of the crime bill.
1: Oh, okay, big difference. Yeah, yeah, thank you. They're They're doing the Lord's work over there, obviously. Uh, but it is – you know, the, that's got to be the dumbest fucking idea that anybody's come up with. Let's just make everybody defend like you just think about it. Just think about it from the shooter's perspective. Do I want to go into a place where maybe everybody could be armed and I don't know who is armed and who isn't? Or would I like to go into a place where law abiding citizens, it's been made illegal for them to carry guns in there? I mean, even if like, you know, you're an Iraq, like you're a fucking crazy person. You want to kill the most people. You have the best chance of doing that when nobody else has guns and nobody can get to you. So it's like, Jesus Christ, man. I I just that is just like the most retarded aspect of this, where they prevent other people from from defending themselves
0: everywhere that I've worked that I've had to do an active shooter training. About five minutes into the active shooter training, I'm like, you know, if you would just let me have my fucking gun, this wouldn't be a problem to begin with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they have those up all over my office. It's just like I would go in there and, you know, you can't bring your gun beyond this point. I was like, oh, that's great. So, yeah, I guess we don't have to worry about a, a shooting here because they have the sign.
0: <laughs> that's why they call it made, you know, carry.
1: Yeah. If we just made, uh, you know, murder illegal, that we wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> It's like, they're not, they're not following these rules. So these rules are meaningless. They're, they're fucking lunatic. And when somebody is willing to, to die in order to kill people, the, the reality of the situation is there's not a whole lot you can actually do to prevent that from happening. Like, the only thing you can do is respond with deadly force. And the quickest response is when you have the tools already there to implement that deadly force, not calling nine one one and like, what's their response time? Like a good response time is like five minutes or something. If
0: Shit. any idea- you're lucky, if they sh- you're lucky if they show up in less than twenty, right? On any anything,
1: yeah. So it's like, gee, I I, I don't get it. I, I just don't understand the like they have this visceral reaction to to anything that any solution that is not only like we can do it right now the statistics bear out that it would be effective. Is it going to, is it a panacea? Absolutely not, but it would cut down on a lot of this. Um, Once it starts happening, it would end it quicker. Uh, You know, it's like, yeah, schools like they wouldn't know which teacher was carrying or which guy had, had, you know, was carrying. It would just be like, it could happen. It could be a possibility instead of a certainty that, You know, you're going to be able to just go crazy on here. So I I think that, you know, I don't know, man, this is a really fucked up situation. And
0: the the biggest problem is none of their solutions ever involve a solution other than take everybody's guns away. Like if they would literally present anything that's actually resembles a real solution, then we could talk about it. But their only solution is to remove all guns from everybody. You're never going to do that. Period. We
1: should, yeah, we should get rid of the fire extinguishers that they have too, because you know, you're not a trained fireman. You could hurt yourself with that. You could hurt others, apparently. You know, um, just wait for the fire department to put out the fire. It's like, why would I do that if I could put it out right now when it's small before it gets much bigger? Like, obviously, these, I don't know, man. It, It seems obvious to me, but apparently, it's not obvious to a lot of people. And It is it is fucking tragic. Um, I do think a lot of this is you know rooted in narcissism. Oh, speaking of fucking, yeah, the narcissism was on full fucking display with Beto O'Rourke making a fucking making this all about him. Like that level of narcissism is what's in these fucking kids, and they just don't know how to deal with their emotions. But imagine being Beto fucking O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke and on the back of this tragedy you go and fucking try to make this like political stunt thing to get attention and garner votes and somebody was reporting that he had like his lackeys go and save him a seat in the front row like this was totally fucking planned what a fucking tool man what a narcissistic fuck stick God, I can't stand that guy. I don't know. I just, I just Uh, make fun of him real quick. But that's like the that's that's the narcissism that we're dealing with. Like everybody in politics is a narcissist. Um, they've raised entire generations of narcissists, and now we have to deal with it. And they're trying to take away the most effective way to, to deal with these things when they start shooting people, which is for us to be able to shoot back. And that does drive me fucking crazy. It has nothing to do with the way I feel about the Second Amendment or gun control or anything like that. it's It's a matter of being able to fucking defend yourself when somebody's shooting at you. And uh, I don't know, the statistics are all on our side. Logic is on our side. Uh, we should start doing these things. You know, little by little, we have to. You know, we have to chip away at this. It's not just going to be like some bill that government passes that makes this go away. Never going
0: to happen. The only, the only argument the other side has is to appeal to emotions, which is literally the only argument they have for anything ever. And unfortunately enough, like most of our society seems to be run by their emotions instead of by actual facts and information. So again, uh, yeah,
1: it's horrible fucking parenting.
0: Um, well, so we're kind of I'm fighting sure. a losing battle on it, but man, like all we can do is keep fighting it because the, like you said, the, the statistics and the actual information that exists, not just here in the United States, but across the entire fucking globe prove that the, their solution is not the correct one. What, I don't know what the correct solution is, I don't either. But, but it's that, not yeah. what they're like. It's not what they've been trying.
1: Nothing. They're like, they don't even understand what the problem is. Like if you think the gun is the problem, you're uh, the NRA is the problem. You're completely fucking off on this. You're way, way, way off base. And if you don't understand the problem, how can you possibly come up with a somewhat coherent, effective solution? And they, they don't, I mean, they are so fucking devoid from reality, detached from reality. Like to think that the NRA is the issue here is ridiculous. And Yeah, you have to get at the root of the problem. And unfortunately, the root of the problem is like everything that they've been pushing for. This whole progressive agenda, I think, is fucking up generations uh, to come. And it's not fucking progressive. I don't know what to tell you. It's we're clearly it's regressive. We are regressing back to like the worst form of, of human beings. And you're confusing kids and they're depressed and they're angry and they don't know how to fucking deal with it. And so this is how they're, they're taking it out on us. And I, you know, it. I don't know what else to say. We, I do have to wrap. Cause I got a roll. you got anything else you need to get off your chest? Uh,
0: yes, but not for this. There, we're uh, on the morning show tomorrow morning. We're going to dig into a lot of conspiracy type stuff around this whole shooting and, and everything. So, um, I didn't want to devol- devolve, this conversation into that. Uh, like I wanted this side of it to be serious because we will joke about it as well, but we are going to, if anybody's interested, we are going to look at the, like some more conspiracy, conspiratorial looking at the shooter, the events leading up to it and, and, you know, the other shootings that have happened here recently as well. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. He did seem to have quite a lot of disposable income for a uh, Wendy's Fry guy or whatever the hell he was doing, but anyway, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta leave it there for today. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about on this next week. Um, no, no more episodes this week, no Friday happy hour either. Cause I don't get in until about 10 30 tomorrow, uh, Chicago time. So, uh, maybe we'll, we'll have a makeup one next week or something like that to do that. And, uh, yep. On Twitter at pedal fiction become a supporting listener. I will link to all that shit again in the, in the uh, description. The first time I put out the episode, I won't have to edit it 10 minutes later. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on um, pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.